it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Everywhere you go. Yes. Uh, were you just calling me a ho? <laughs> no, I would okay. never call you that. Okay, good. I would call you a prostitute. <laughs> Perfect, because we are very formal around here. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast. And by the way, we are in a festive spirit today. Mm. You know, do you remember last year? I just have to say this right off the bat. If you are starting to get into these episodes in this podcast and really enjoying it, go back and listen to the Christmas songs we played last year. Yes. One was Blood Oranges in the Snow. Yep. To this day has just leapt all the way up into one of the, probably the top five Christmas wow. songs. And it is so melancholy. Yes. I just love the song. It just in, embraces the warm, fuzzy feeling of Christmas. Today. In, in my opinion. And today's might do the opposite. Well, <laughs> and there was a song that I actually interviewed the uh, artist. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And uh, Chris did a slow clap out, that, of, out of the uh, song. So uh, anyway, if you have a chance, go back and listen to those. Those are a lot of fun. That was from, wow, last year. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And you know, I don't know if you, the, our listeners know this, those who know me know this, but if you haven't, like, if you don't know me, Christmas music is my favorite. I, I listen to it for about a week in July every year. Um, I start listening sometime in mid-October and it, it feels wrong in my heart from at least, from at the very least the week of Thanksgiving until New Year's, the 2nd of January. I feel like I'm committing a crime if I listen to anything but Christmas music. So you will, if you get in my car right now, it will be on the Christmas station. Uh, if you ninety eight point one, I know the Sirius XM one. Oh, all, gotcha. Holiday classics on Sirius XM. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, I love your FM voice. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and uh, I, Christmas music is like, and I'm such a Christmas music fanatic. Phil and I were uh, chatting a few minutes ago. Uh, I was showing him some of the things in my Christmas playlist because mm. I not only love Christmas music, um, I have thousands upon thousands of Christmas songs from people you didn't even know did Christmas albums. All the way over in Japan. Yeah, we, we listened to Jinger Bears uh, for a minute. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, but I'm into, uh, I have so many good uh, Christmas songs, like stuff like this. That is from uh, Tom Turnus Stuger. Yes, and that is actually called Headbanging Christmas. It's called Sanka. Sanka? Sanka Klaus. It's like uh, the old coffee, Sanka. Yeah, Sanka. And, and then stuff like this. That I bet you didn't know this song existed either. You had to wait for it, uh, but it's a good one. And if we were on the radio... If I had one do you recognize that voice? I, I, I do. It's the legendary, the one, the only, Paul Anka, even better, David Hasselhoff. Oh my God. That's true, that's true. That's disgusting. Why did you make me throw up in my mouth a little bit? 
And, uh, and then my favorite, and we How talked about this a little bit. restroom door said, gentlemen, so I just walked inside. I took two steps and realized I'd been taken for a ride. So I have a variety of Christmas music from all over the place. In fact, uh, let me ask you this real quick, because one of my favorite albums, Christmas albums of all time, my wife hates, and that's Neil Diamond's Christmas album. She yeah. hates Neil Diamond. What's your favorite I Christmas don't... album of all time? And you can define that however you want to. It doesn't have to be the best Christmas Mine? album, but your favorite one. Um, you know, <laughs> Car- I, it's hard to pick one album. Okay. Uh, Carpenters were really popular mm. when I was growing up. And I'm sorry, Karen Carpenter still has the smoothest, most uh, silkiest voice. Absolutely. And she's a pretty good drummer. Yes. Was a pretty good drummer. <laughs> sorry. Uh, the other one was uh, the Ray Conniff singers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my mom loved those. So I have to throw those in any playlist that I make for Christmas, whether it's for a party, a dinner party, or whatever yeah. gathering, which I'm notorious for throwing out a playlist. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw a Ray Conniff song in there mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of that. So um, my favorite also of all, Evie. My favorite know. of all. Oh, I see. I almost brought out an Evie song, but I knew you'd know what it yeah. was. Yeah, and none of those are the greatest. And we can't do Brenda heard. White because you know Christmas <sighs> in the Northwest. Who many, if not most people, don't know that song. Yes. Listen to this. We both know it. Very um, well. I, and my favorite Christmas album of all time is called A Christmas Story from uh, a gentleman named Russ Taff. And the reason that song holds, it's a very cool, like 40s, 50s jazz vibe um, with a five piece band. Oh, with, nice. Like, uh, yeah, it's really, really good. But the reason it it's, uh, is so meaningful to me is it was the Christmas after my wife and I got married in December. In fact, uh, this will date this podcast, but it's totally fine. Um, this coming Sunday will be our 29th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. So by the time people hear this, you will have already been married 29 years. That's true. And that, that first year that we got married, this album, that album, uh, Christmas Story, was released. Uh, and we listened to it nonstop because nobody had done anything like It was pre all of the bubles and yeah. all that stuff coming back. And it was the first real like throwback jazzy Christmas album that we'd heard. You and so we listened to kids, it nonstop. 29 years ago. I know, I know. So it still holds a place in my heart today because our first Christmas being married, uh, it was like all the rage. I love that. Well, this Christmas talk is getting me in the Christmas spirit. Can mm. we play a Christmas song? I'm just song glad you said Christmas that... spirit and not Christmas mood. Well, Christmas spirit... Because spirits are always best. Today's song, sorry for stepping on you there. No, that's fine. I just wanted to say, I need something like the greatest Christmas song I've never heard. I need to hear one. I think I've got one for you. And today's song is one I guarantee, Phil, that you've never heard. And if anyone tells me they've heard this song, I can tell you. No, they're not lying, but it takes them to a very specific point in time Uh and a very specific thing that I could tell you exactly how they know this song. Are you ready for it? I Bring it on, please.
Right, there you go. So it seems like that person that was really want that second chance didn't get it and is singing on the way out. That's what it <laughs> sounded like. Um, well, first of all, this guy sounds like he's a real stalker. I, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've listened to this song a hundred thousand times probably. And you never picked up on that until this one? Yes, because yes. I looked at the lyrics on their own. I Right? What led you to that conclusion for those who didn't pick it up? Well... Face pressed against your window. <laughs> I'm outside, pressed to your window, watching everything you do. I'm like, someone needs to call the cops on this guy. Let's just say it was a different time period. Yeah. Well, so that that's the it gives a peek a little bit on when it was written, probably yes. before 2010. Anyway, <laughs> um, I could say before 2020 and be almost 100. percent I'm right, that even is though true. it could have been 1912. So. Uh, Anyway, so a couple things. There is these little Christmas bells mm-hmm. early on the song, just to give it more Christmas flavor. Yeah. Which, again, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Christmas, pull out all the stops. Yes. Make it as sappy, gushy as you want. I'm okay. Yep. And so the little Christmas bells. Um, back to your question about favorite album. Yeah. Nat King Cole is up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen Carpenter. Smooth, silky female voice, Nat King Cole. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the mail. So anyway, I the, he made reference. The singer, the artist, made reference to Nat King Cole. Um, yeah, so those are my three notes. Stalker. Uh, I don't think he got a second chance is what I'm thinking. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, you want to hear more about the song? I would love to. Okay. So uh, this song is called uh, Give Me a Second Chance for Christmas, as you may have guessed. Mm. Uh, It is from a band called, at the time, they were just called The Candy Butchers. (laughs) No, they're The Butchers? No, they're Mike Viola and The Candy Butchers. Gotcha. Uh, Mike Viola is an American uh, producer who's actually done quite a bit of work with Panic at the Disco, Mandy Moore, uh, Fall Out Boy, Ryan Adams, Jenny Lewis... Um, he actually also. Mandy Moore doesn't sound like she belongs on that list. Well, she was big in the night in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, 2000s-ish. but she was more real pop. Singer. Well, he's a good producer. Okay. He also, and if when I say this, it'll make total sense to you. He actually uh, had some original music that was featured on the movie That Thing You Do. Oh yeah. Can you hear that in here? 
Uh, yes, absolutely hear that. Yes. That was uh, recorded, or much of it happened, was, was uh, down in Orange County. Yes. Uh, one of our favorite movies in it's our house. Such a great movie. Yeah. Uh, there's, by the way, there's an super obscure Christian singer who I will play on this band, this podcast at some point. His name Jeez. was Rick Elias. Okay. Uh, he did some songs on that album as well. Uh, no one ever heard him. He died two years ago of brain cancer. Oh, that's too bad. Sorry to bring us down on this pleasant well, anyway, Christmas note. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Uh, but this song was actually released in 1999. Okay. The Candy Butchers had gotten signed to a major label. I think it was Sony. Uh, and they had released an album and they just needed something. So they recorded what they considered a throwaway bonus album. And it's an EP of Christmas songs. Uh, they did this song. They did a cover of Backstreet Boys' I Want It That Way and a cover of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. Which, by the way, the number one selling Christmas song of all time. I don't know why you feel the need to bring that up. Because I, it's fascinating to me. Uh, so anyway, that's what this song is. Uh, the reason that I would know how you know it is you would only know this from one of two reasons. Back in the early days, for those who don't know, um, I got into podcasting very, very early. Yeah. Uh, and one of the pioneers. In, we, we would consider you a pioneer in the podcasting uh, world. Maybe. I, I don't know if I pioneered anything, but I was early there. It's kind of like those, you weren't a pioneer in Oklahoma. No, I just showed up and ran and grabbed some land. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, so anyway, back in the day, uh, there was a big problem because nobody knew what to do with um, licensing for music for podcasts. And so all these podcasts were getting cease and desist orders from the major labels for playing a song, a song on their podcast and getting threatened, like to the place where like uh, there was one of the, the the man who's considered the godfather, the podfather, uh, uh, it was actually threatened with like hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits over playing copyrighted music. So again, let's review. Yeah. These are songs that are being played that will help expose Absolutely. different people. I'm sorry. Absolutely. It's like, why is major league baseball frowning on little league, you know, yes. baseball where, you know, come on guys, you're, you're planting the se- I'm sorry. Go yes. ahead. So uh, during that time, there was a big upheaval in the podcast industry because a lot of people wanted to play music for their opens, their outros, those things, or even have a music-oriented show, and they couldn't play them because there was no place to get the license. You couldn't get a license if you wanted to. Uh, and the only license they had were radio licenses, which are Ask hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. So a gentleman by the name of Adam Curry, who we've talked about previously, mm-hmm. who was the podfather, um, started a, a network of royalty-free mm-hmm. uh, music called the PodSafe Music Network. And this band was one of the first bands to put wow. their music on the PodSafe Music Network. Interestingly enough, uh, Panic at the Disco was another band or one of the first people to put their on there because they were in the MySpace movement. This is pre-Facebook. Sure. They were one of those musicians who were getting famous because of MySpace. And the Candy Butchers looked like they were going to be doing the same. So they allowed that. So at that time, the number one podcast in the world was Adam Curry's uh, Daily Source Code. He played this song on there and I fell in love with it. And would you like to hear what my Christmas theme was for my podcast way back in the day? Yes. The CarCast, uh, episode number 216, Merry Christmas, starts right now. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Riding in the car with seasonal delights. Maggie sitting there with her apple shining bright. Rachel may be there with Michael and Riley. And if we're lucky, we may have a co-host in Heidi. Hey, Chris Cochran in his car podcasting all the way. 
got to get my daily fix of what he has to say. Hey, Chris Cochran in his car podcasting all the way. Driving through the streets of Seatown in the USA. If the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. <laughs> it's Chris Cochran. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Oh, yeah. And a very Merry Christmas to you. I just couldn't wait to start talking. It seems like it's been so long, and I just saw a guy that looked like Jesus without a beard running around the lake. So one of the things I need to point out about that opening to the show is the original song in there uh, about riding in the car and... Uh, the Jingle Bells kind of song was right. from a guy by the name of Brian Page, uh, who was a listener to my show and wrote that and recorded that song. Really? Yep. Yeah. So you had original music. I did. I that's, did. That's the best. You can't get in trouble when you're playing original music written for you. Well, Brian is a very accomplished musician. <clears throat> uh, he still to this day is a professional musician all these years later uh, and uh, writes just incredible music. In fact, he's spending way too much time recording other people's music and not enough time recording his own music because mm. he's fantastic. Uh, and he would send me songs like on a regular basis. He would send me original stuff that he'd wrote for me uh, to play on my show. That's very cool. Yeah, That's really very cool. cool. Well, so now it's it's gotten a little bit... Still, you're not supposed to use music like for bumper music and things like that, you know, taking commercial music right. on a podcast. But for what we're doing, yes, we're actually helping the artists. It's true. So it's totally well, true. Or, or hurting them. I don't. I don't think we're hurting them. Yep. So give me a second chance for Christmas. The Candy Butchers. Uh, if you heard that song before, it was either from Adam Curry in the early early days of podcasting, or you heard it on my podcast. And if not, you probably have never heard this song before. Until today. Doesn't it seem like a song should be like in a at least the like trailer for a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There there's so many places this song could be used. And it's uplifting, even though it just sounds like the guy didn't get a second chance. Yeah, I wouldn't have given him a second chance either. I'd have changed the locks. <laughs> That's right. So. Put a restraining order on. <laughs> With that, Phil, tell people where they can find us. Uh, well, on you the don't interwebs. we're not gonna give you a restraining order from looking out at us on social media where on Twitter we are at GS at GSYNH podcast on Facebook, the greatest song you never heard. And of course, our website, the greatest song you never heard.com. And of course, if you're on Spotify. We have a playlist called The Greatest Song You Never Heard. There's two different Greatest Song You Never Heard on Spotify. One is Greatest Song Never Heard, which is, we don't have the U in there. That's the actual podcast. And then The Greatest Song You Never Heard playlist. That's where I put all of the songs in order. You can just throw them on and listen to them. It's true. Every single one. And and, and you don't have to hear Chris and I talk, mm. which can be a benefit in and of yeah. itself. With that, we will... See you next time on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard Podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely.